this is the good thing I can edit this out so I get to I get to appear much slicker as a as a, as a, oh as a host you know, well. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I give everybody the same treatment <laughs> you might have to edit out some of my laughs I laugh a lot oh no I won't, I won't be like, editing out laughs <laughs>, laughs are great oh, uh, everybody no one no one likes to hear <laughs> their own laugh exactly sure, I hate my own laugh it's a horrible laugh that's why you're making other people laugh so you don't have to hear your own yes good that's well thought I that as a tagline making other people laugh so she doesn't have to hear her Yeah, that is, that is quite good. That's good. It's I'll, quite I'll, I'll have a percentage of it. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with... Alison Thea Scott. Hello. Hello. We're in your Edinburgh abode. We're in your Edinburgh flat. We are indeed. At the yeah. Edinburgh Festival. It's, and it's lovely and quiet here. It's like yeah. calm away from the madness of the, the Royal Mile. The madness that is the Royal Mile, yeah. I got in at 11.30 and it was relatively quiet and, and then I've watched it get madder and madder as the day goes on. <laughs> I'm impressed that you got a seven o'clock train. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised. You're still alive. Well done. Yeah, it was weird. I used to commute for a bit, for about a year, getting up at five every day when I was working. And so it kind of took me back. It was like old times, which is a good way of it being. I'm glad it was like that. You pass the border, you you reminisce. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's no other way of doing it. It is a beautiful train ride up here. It's gorgeous. Which which does really make up for it, especially because it was nice and sunny and it was early morning. It was actually really nice watching the sea by the side of the train. It's the same when you go down to Cornwall. There's a bit, there's a stretch where you're by the sea. Yeah, well, I recommend it. There you I'll, go. I'll do that in the there's, September. There's no arts festivals in Cornwall, to my knowledge. I'll there probably, probably is be now. quite pleased of that. Please don't September. write in and complain yeah. that I've missed out on the biggest they're, they're already arts writing. festival I can in Cornwall. Hear them now. Well, thank you. <laughs> there's, there's ten. Did you not know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is tomorrow the first official day of the festival? Or, um, I don't know. It's a bit weird because it's come in the middle of the week, August, yeah, isn't it? I'm not sure, actually. For me, it's still a preview. Yeah. I, I'm doing three previews and I open officially on Sunday odd day to open. I'm never really sure about this, this whole official thing, because people get reviewed on their opening day. I've been reviewed already. Yeah, what is that sound? That, is, my, that is the boiler. That Shall is I, the boiler. Shall I um, maybe. It, it might be a little bit too annoying as a sound. Okay. I like background sound, but that <laughs> might be a little bit... It, it's because it's not consistent, so you can't tune it out. It, it's very... Uh, don't worry about it if it's going to cause a big problem. Let's see if I can. Hang on. Wow. This is where, like, that, the next sound that they get is, like, an explosion. <laughs> hey, oh, wow, there we go. I did and it. So, literally, I've just seen one of your preview shows before we came over to this flat. You so, have. Just uh, come from my preview. You it's a really, yeah, it's a really, it's really fresh in my mind, because I've literally <laughs> just seen it. <laughs> so you can be, you can be nasty right now to my face. Well, I can. <laughs> I can. Uh, <laughs> I can if I want to be. The first question, though, that I ask everybody before we get on to the the show is how do you know me i know you because i did your your lovely comedy night here there's, there's that's praise nice, that's yeah. gonna come out that's right butter me up now yes i shall <laughs> butter you up it'll be nice to me later no no but seriously i had a lovely experience you run the stand-up tragedy nights at leicester square theater well done and, <laughs> Go uh, right. yeah thank you oh, yeah I've, uh, I've done my pr practice uh, <laughs> and uh, and so i did a character there because mm. it was an unusual night and i liked i really liked it for allowing a real variety of acts on so we had storytelling and we had people who have a sort of a novel published reading an extract then there was music from yourself and I did a character but everything had to have a tragic twist that's right you were actually I think you were at my my favorite of the nights I think because it had the most variety and and by the end of the night it became crazy didn't it the the second act it was like the the stage was completely and utterly just everything was in different places the audience were playing volleyball it was amazing Ben Target Target, who's amazing oh so and uh, he's the problem with Ben Target is you can't tell people how why he's good because you sort of say he sort of does props and people are like all oh, right props and like no 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 he is a, it's, you, but you oh, can't then you great. you start describing it and people are like right why is that funny and you're like it is entirely mm. when you're there it's the funniest thing you've ever it's seen a sort of thing, isn't it's it? so good he is um, so good and that was my first experience of seeing him because I've heard of him but I've never seen so him. I remember just having a, a lovely night and it was a very sort of friendly night as well because they 
there's a mix of comedy nights in London and you can get a mix of reactions but actually that night the acts and the audience were all really sort of uh, supportive yes lovely well I think that's well run I think part of that is, is it's because you don't feel the pressure to laugh all the time mm. when you laugh you f it feels kind of you know you don't feel like self-conscious like sometimes yeah. you go to a comedy night and you're watching a stand-up and you, you even if they're not very good you feel like you should laugh or if you don't mm. laugh you feel annoyed so yeah. it's like it's it's a bit more relaxed and I like that element of it mm, I do and I think it was a Sunday night wasn't it or a uh, it's a Monday night so yeah. it's quite a kind of it wasn't your obvious like, Thursday night. Like, yeah, it was crazy. a bank holiday. That's why it felt so like a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a really good vibe. And I think I like comedy like that. I like cabaret nights and variety evenings. And I like comedy which possibly slots in between something that's completely different. Yeah. Probably because of the type of comedy I do. And yeah. When it's character-based, it's nice to come in between and surprise people possibly and not just maybe the only character act on a whole night of stand-ups, uh, which works as well, but I quite like a variety. No, that's right. There was two character acts booked that night as well, so you weren't even on your own, yeah. I think. I guess you could call that that twins thing. Yeah, character. the twins. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, the twisted them, twins. The that's twisted their names. Twins. That, was that was great. Oh yeah. But they didn't even think of that no. as a comedy act. That, and I, I was like, no, it is. It Do really it in comedy, is. Com comedy, comedy clubs. That's great. You did one of the sketches or scenes or whatever you want to call them from yeah. this show I've just seen now. Uh, yeah, Margaret. Margaret. Margaret, who is who is her theme is being left behind, and it's hard to describe Margaret. I mean, her childhood memoirs inspired the hit Hollywood movie Home Alone. But yeah, she's a, she's an unusual <laughs> one. She's, a good she's I have a mix of characters. I mean, it goes hysterical, or it calms down. I like to have an ebb and flow and sort of see how the show yeah. goes. And it, and this year is the first year that I've put a show together, my co-writer and I, where you can put the show in any order, and that's right. it gives great freedom. But it also means it's great pressure to get it in the right order to serve each character. Yeah. Because you can put a character at the beginning and it won't work, but you put it at the end and it it's blows the show away. Yeah, and yeah. it's so, so sort of on a knife edge, I think, the, the order of your show. So we're on show two and I think, touch wood, yeah. I think we might have it in the right order now. I think we're there. We'll, well it's hard it. to do. I mean, it's the same <laughs> with me, like with, with, with stand-up tragedy, that's what it's all about when you're doing a... a Programming, a, a, yeah. Because I haven't always seen the acts, like, before they, they do it. I have to sort of get a feel for it. And mm. the, the night you saw, for example, I think I put John Kern in a place oh. which wasn't really suitable for him. So he's I felt great. bad about that. because it, it was great. It, yeah. it, yeah. And actually, the audience went with it, but he they didn't did. feel that he didn't feel it. I don't think if he put in the second act when everything went crazy, he would have mm -hmm. been like the right place because he opened the show. It was well, practically opened the show. It was hard to yeah. be weird at that level of you know the audience yeah. sort of want to be warmed up. I think or he boring. feels that they need to be, and I, and and I think yeah. that's that's fair. And it totally exactly that. it. Well, that's all part of it. Every day, I don't know what to expect. I don't know how the show will go. <laughs> you can be confident about certain points and certain things that you, you know. Okay, this is this is a you know a point that always works. Or but the, but generally as a whole. And today in the show, someone got up and and did something during a set that they've never done before. <laughs> yeah. At a point where I don't ask anyone to actually yeah, come up. So. I love that. I yeah. love that freedom. And so when it surprises you, just go, great, let's just go with that then. And it Those are the exciting moments, aren't they? There's a few bits like that, I guess, in today's show. Like uh, when, mm. when, he, when the guy grabbed your hand when he was supposed yeah. to just be making a, making a shake. And that, like was, that, that was nice. <laughs> I think you dealt with that really well. It was funny. <laughs> They're my favourite moments. And I think in the last year, I've been doing more characters who can break, break the, sort of the concept you've set up. And... Mm. And I think I like character comedy like that. So it's not just look at me doing my clever character and I'm doing a monologue at you. It's it's interactive and it's stand-up, I suppose. It has that feel of stand-up because you are reacting to what's going on. Yeah. You could change your set and change the next line in with regards to what's just happened. Yeah. And I get really excited by that. But I'm, I'm still feeling it with this show as to how it will settle. But yeah. I think it can be exciting. No, I mean, when I performed, because I did a bit of comedy performance at uni and uh, I, we mostly did radio stuff, but the best thing we did was a live show and it's, it's, it's so exciting when you improvise and the crowd goes with it mm -hmm. and you're like, you don't, you don't know where it's come from and it feels like it's not, it feels like it's not, you know, it's not yours, it's just in the moment, it's just created itself, it's wicked. Uh, <laughs> oh God, if people are now being sick, <laughs> in their, their, their cups of teas, I apologise. Well, I think, you know, 
<laughs> we're talking about creating it in the moment yeah. which unfortunately is a great phrase that works but, but it's true but it's yeah I know exactly what you mean it's like all of these things they sound poncy but when you do them you realise that that, that they use these expressions mean something for you know they're used for a reason Absolutely. but you're right yeah, totally. it's always good to remember that <laughs> you know, people can't necessarily it's like with all these things like academic phrases or whatever you know it, they yeah. When people are, fam- are not familiar with the concept, it does sound pretty poncy. So cue vomit. Yes, feel free to vomit. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that on the uh, on the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so the second question that I ask everybody is, what do you do now? And I guess we've sort of covered some of that. But anyway, what do you do now? As in right now. However you want to interpret <laughs> the question. Yeah, absolutely. That. Right now, for the next twenty. Four days, I think. Come on, twenty-four. Twenty-four. I think we've done two. Are yes. you having? You're not having a day off. I am. Well, that's sensible. Oh God, that is sensible. Pickering, I couldn't survive without a day Absolutely. off. Absolutely. I would kill over. Um, so at the moment we're doing. I'm in. I'm in my second solo character comedy show. So we're on the second year of coming to Edinburgh, and I, I have in mind to keep going and to have you know, however many years of coming back and, and I suppose you're, you're creating a brand and you're creating a type of yep. comedy and and with whatever goal in mind you might have. But right now I'm doing my second show and we've last year we did character comedy. I say we because I co-write. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realise mm. that you co-wrote. Yes, I do. And so my co-writer, Chris Bennion, is a wonderful playwright. He's solely a writer. He doesn't perform. And I think that really works. The dynamic works. Mm. Because then he's writing for me. And what I do, I go to him and say, I want to do this, 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 this. I've had this. Here's a script. Here's this. Can you do anything with that? Can you add to anything? What Do you have any thoughts? And then we start creating the show. And then it becomes a sort of co Produced sort of thing. That's um, interesting. Are you originally an actor before yeah, venturing into the comedy Absolutely. comedy circuit? So I think that's where a lot of my I think that's where character comedy for me a character comedy that's where it comes from. Yeah. Because it comes from characters that you know you can play and that are probably slithers of your personality and and slithers of observation as well. It's just sort of a whole bucket, I suppose, that you'll just get mixed up yeah. in and, and you take something out. So, so how did you and is is it Chris? Is it, mm. How did you and Chris? Chris start doing this how did this come uh, about a couple of years ago a year ago I can't think when it was anyway in sometime in the sometime past sometime in the past <laughs> I think it was 2010 I started gigging properly as a solo performer in 2010 I did a sketch show three years before that in Edinburgh which was co-written by a set, like eight of us there were eight of us in this group so we all co-wrote eight, eight senses of humour in one sketch show <laughs> um, yeah well I wouldn't recommend it although it was a wonderful time like I got some fantastic friends out of yeah. it and, and several of us are now doing solo work which is fabulous yeah. but it is hard when there's a big group I, I, when yeah. I was in a comedy group it was five of us and it does it's like you know, where you cross over, maybe that's brilliant, mm. but there are loads of ways you won't cross over inevitably with that exactly. many people. And comedy's so specific, isn't it, to Absolutely. each person. And when, like five senses of humour or eight senses of humour, yeah. all in one, and it was... So I think we were all ready to do a first attempt at Edinburgh, and it was my first ever experience of being in Edinburgh and doing it. And I started to see other people doing solo comedy characters. I thought, oh, okay, maybe that's... Maybe that's what I could maybe do, and I don't know when. So I started writing and thinking about what I could take. I did a couple of characters in that sketch show, and then moved them into solo sort of sets. Mm. But it did take me a good year, if not more, a couple of years, I suppose, of, of kind of putting it together and working out how I would do it. And could I go solo and just be one person and hold the stage? That can take a while to get mm. confidence up. I think being, and I was saying to you, but off mic before when we were walking here, like... I think being a solo performer is such a hard thing to be there's nothing there's no there's no cushions it's just you mm. up on stage you know you've got some costumes in your show but that's that's it that's it absolutely. you and some costumes yeah. <laughs> i mean costumes and jelly yeah jelly. that's what gets me through yeah. <laughs> just get to the jelly all will be well <laughs> so um, but it, but it's also enormously arrogant as well it's it's a huge vanity yeah, project i know what you mean i'm not um, saying you're i'm not i'm not like, yeah, yeah oh yeah right, dave yeah. yeah you are yeah i know what you're saying no but i mean yeah. it, it feels it that way as well mm. to you like we do have these kind of joint i don't know i think creative people generally have these joint drives of like 
arrogance and then shyness in mm. a way and like you, you, to put yourself forwards on stage does feel like look at me look at me look at me and then you're like I don't want to be one of those people who says look at me look at me the people I'm sharing with I'm sharing with them a sketch group called Hennessy and Friends it's Miranda Hennessy it's her, her group and, and they're, they're brilliant and one of them who's in it is a good friend of mine Stephen and he was saying that it's almost like you, you get to Edinburgh and then you slightly hate the half of you that made you go to yes. Edinburgh. Yes. And you're starting to battle yeah. with that half of you. And, and, and yeah, and then you suddenly realise, oh, yes, I made myself do this, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. But it's also not, hopefully, not just a big vanity project. And, and, and it's, a, it's joyful when a whole audience is laughing and has a great experience and a great time. Exactly. And yeah. as they leave the show, you can see that you've. Give them them. So here we go. It's another vomit yeah, moment. I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to say something vomity. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to finish that sentence because that is pure vomit. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think you know what I'm saying. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, it, but that is true. Like, um, creativity, when it works, isn't just one sided, it is a conversation. Whether it's serious writing, like I do some serious stuff, or it's comedy or whatever, it's about creating a reaction. Mm. in the audience and that's that's a good thing that's a human thing that's a nice yeah. thing you know it's it's, it's nice you know absolutely yeah. you just you're watching things that you recognize and emotions and, and that's why i love theater and that's why i love doing it yes, and that's absolutely. what i like to try and put into my comedy to have mm. it to have some real moments in there i do i love you know comedy when it is just gag 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 and it's clever but i also love what character comedy has in that it can have heart as yeah, well yeah. and you can actually really care for a character that you meet for maybe seven minutes. I think my favourite comedy has heart. Whether it's the kind of heart where you like see something horrible happen to somebody or mm. even or something good happen. It doesn't matter like if it's a like a romantic comedy where you're happy at the end or yeah. a twisted comedy where you're, you know, like laughing at somebody's pain. It doesn't matter. It just has to have some heart, you know. I can see you like the twisted pain. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen on both though. I, I, I get I get a, a reputation for only liking twisted, but I do like nice as well sometimes. Brilliant. <laughs> But I think yours, your show is quite dark. It's got lots of gags. If you like gags, you'll like your show, I think. Great. But it also has quite a lot of twisted ideas, mm. like a lot of kind of sexual things. Or, <laughs> oh, uh, God. You know, not, 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 not telling it in a bad way, but just it's risky yeah. in a good way. You know? There yeah. are. And I like that. I don't want to just be too twee. And... Yeah, it's not twee. <laughs> good I'll get, I, can I have that as a quote yeah. my flyer yeah, it's not twee yeah but it kind of it's what it's, well it's nice though because it's it's it plays with the idea of twee a lot of your characters kind of mm. come from a twee place but then they say shocking things yeah you know, that's um, a really nice combination of yes so it's almost tone. hopefully you have an element of you recognise certain sides of of the characters but then I hope that they take you in a different place <laughs> to where you think they're going to take you. Yeah. I've often had people say to me, how did you come up with that? Where did that actually come from? And I like that reaction. Yeah. And rather that than people going, oh, I totally recognise that character because it's just like my neighbour. And I get elements of that because I think you're going to when you do a certain type of character. The one I gig the most is a very brash vocal coach. The human... The human tuning fork, yes. Yeah. And people can have both, they will have both reactions with her. They'll say, how did you come up with that? But also, I know a tutor of mine who was like that. So I think that's yeah. almost the goal, that's she's, almost the money. I think she's, she'll be quite familiar to people who've done singing <laughs> or, or, yeah. or theatre or, exactly. or any of those things. Everything like yeah, that. very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> so I think that's almost <laughs> the money when you can have a recognisable trait, but what they then do is not completely off the wall, but is it surprises you, you don't expect them to suddenly stand on the head or you yeah. know, to do something yeah, like yeah. that so and that's what I strive to create and what Chris and I both try and strive to do because that's what I like watching and mm. so I don't, did we did we uh, did we digress before we got to the point where you said how you, you and Chris started <laughs> oh, maybe we did yeah yeah we did. Oh, well done you're good at keeping <laughs> up with the tangents <laughs> yes yeah, so Chris and I met in 2010 oh no we've met before that but anyway we started working together in 2010 I was gigging and I had a couple of characters and an idea for a show. And I wanted to go to Edinburgh in 2011. And I had a storyline and I had thoughts about, oh, yeah, this, this could happen, this could happen. But I think I would like someone to co-write it with. Because, again, and maybe, maybe this is a good thing, I didn't want it to be a complete vanity project. Yeah. I wanted to have an, outside, an outsider, I suppose, yeah. and someone who gets what you do, but 
also can can help sort of make it less I suppose it could become very much one vision which in some cases is tremendous yeah. but I think and he's being a man as well it means I get a male perspective on the comedy yeah. so I'm not just either writing for one sex maybe yeah. um, which I think can happen you can get maybe sort of women going oh, I really love your stuff and men going I don't get it so yeah. it's quite good that I think we have we really complement each other but uh, the reason I asked him to come on board is because he was writing a blog at the time and a comedy blog about his experience of mats.com ah right okay. <laughs> and it was truly the the highlight of my week when I used to read it I also know him from a sort of a, a, some of my work I've been doing but he was writing this and it was laugh out loud, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I remember thinking, hmm, he knows it's comedy. <laughs> he knows how to get an idea and twist it and make it quite surreal as well. So I asked him to come on. He was wonderful and keen and really up for working because he'd not done character comedy before or even the comedy world. He's like a proper playwright because he worked at the Theatre Cluid and he's come oh, yeah. and he's done some stuff with... Near there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so you're saying you're Welsh. Oh, yeah, Welsh I, lived in, I lived in Cluid when I was little and then I lived in Cardiff later, so yeah. Different parts of Wales, yeah. I've never been to this fluid. I don't think I was too young to have remember. If I did go, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, well, so you won't have seen any of his. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, that would have been years, you know. I imagine he's yes. around my age, I hope. I think he yes, uh, <laughs> just about. I think sadly we're all of that, that age. Well, in your show, you say you're 30, <laughs> but then you, are, you, you make a joke about being 25. And I'm 30. Now it makes me feel good in a way when people on stage <laughs> are the same age. Yeah, like, God. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was a bit. Freaking sales, and why am I? Why am I announcing in my show that I'm thirty? Uh, oh no! Um, I thought, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, oh come on! I turned thirty only two months ago or so, and the week I turned thirty, I had a haircut, I got a spray tan, and I bought a leather jacket, <laughs> <laughs> and it was wow. my mini kind of third, almost. I'm yeah. going to live to at least ninety or hundred. Come on, so kind of a third of a life crisis. Yeah. Well, that's, that's classic. Really, it was, yes. Um, I don't know what you're going to do to top it when you get to the next one. I don't know. I think at 40, I'll just, I don't know, buy a load of crack and <laughs> take up drugs. <laughs> Might have to be. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other question I was going to ask about the actual show. You do a, you did a scene quite early on where you were reading a play that you wrote when you were a child. Was that a yes. fictional play or is that the real play? It, it is a fictional play. It is play. a fictional it's play. absolutely fictional. I was like, yes. whoa, if this is really what she was like when she was, was eight, then uh, oh, that's wow, quite good, that's crazy. I want some people to, to think, it's real. think it's real. And <laughs> and and also, but then I think when you get to the point where I'm doing what I do at the very end of the set, which I won't reveal, yeah. um, then uh, then I think maybe you realise, okay, this is just a, a, a 30 year old who's a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's really good fun. I really enjoy that because it's, I still try and play an element of a character of being Alison on stage yeah. rather than just being me. It's a tricky one, but it's the closest I get to maybe to, to doing myself almost in a stand up guise uh, yeah. within the show. And it's, very new that last year it was total characters. I never broke it. This year I wanted to do that. I don't know why. I don't know where the ideas come from. It's probably fed from from what you watch as yeah, well, yeah. and then what's possibly in vogue and that sort of thing. So, and so I'm really pleased we did it. And it it's a nice set because you can do a character. Say when you're gigging in London, you can do a character, and then you can come back and do that set. And and people get a sort of two sides to you, and they both complement each other. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I quite liked it. It has to be quite near the beginning. Otherwise, if it comes halfway through, people get confused. And you do, you do. Uh, I was saying this to you on the, on the way here as well, you do lots and lots of uh, audience interaction. <laughs> Don't say very... lots, you'll scare them away. It's a tough one, isn't it? Like my, my girlfriend, she really doesn't like audience participation. Mm. She, I'm all right with it, but I always get worried what I'm going to end up doing because I, like, I always try to help the performance as much as possible and yeah. sometimes I, I misjudge that and go too far or whatever. <laughs> so now I'm, quite, now I'm a bit wary because I don't want to, you know... Oh, I think uh, everyone's, everyone's wary. Apart from the guy who was in my show just now who willingly jumped up during a set, but I love him. Yeah, he was really Paul. into that His interaction. Paul. Yeah. Uh, Paul, if you're listening, come find me. I want to I wanna have a drink with you. <laughs> Wow, there you go. <laughs> I think you had a lady friend, so I'm just talking platonically. So, <laughs> God, stop trying to get a date, Ali, just leave it. So I, I quite like a little bit of audience participation. And the stuff I've got this year is very easy as well. Very yeah, it's easy. It um, is easy. I don't demand much of you, people. <clears throat> and I can, I, can, I, can, I can attest that she's kind about it as well. Because 
there was there was a, a really kind of oh, awkward moment for you that you oh, where you, you picked out the highlighting there was an awkward moment well, on my show well the next day. it was an awkward moment <laughs> potentially but you handled it very well oh, okay. because because you picked out somebody who was younger than no, you thought younger than the I lights. thought yeah absolutely and that was skillful a, that was I mean I thought it was in a way it was a blessing if it had been a guy I think if it had been a, a younger boy it would oh, have had a different energy no. to it wouldn't no, it if it had been like, a teenage boy in that scene so you're right to never, make never. it a girl to always begin with always make it a girl yeah, that's really sensible too and, uh, and I think just the lesson learned is Alison walk walk through your audience just for a bit longer but don't have the light in your eyes when yeah. you pick someone and then realise they're probably 10 years younger than you, you thought you they dealt, were you dealt, you dealt really really well with it and I think like, her dad was watching it from the audience as well like her dad was like when she came down he put his arm he looked quite like, proud yeah, I, was, I, was, I was quite I pleased with was. that yeah I think he was <laughs> But well, he, he's getting to be a really cool dad because he's taking her to a show that yeah. probably, you know, possibly her mum wouldn't approve of. I know, it's a 16 plus. Yeah, I, I think was, she was under the, uh, she was under the, the suggested age. Yeah, age. yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's funny in the theatre though, isn't it? Because it's not, it's not legally binding in the same way that the, the, the cinema yeah. is. So I guess he's okay to bring her. But Yeah, you but, can, can't you? You can know. do whatever you want. It's just there. As a recommendation, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But but probably sixteen plus is a good thing to remember. Actually, if you're thinking of bringing anybody <laughs> under that, it's, I think it's about so. Right. Yeah, I, I I I've last year we were advertised as twelve plus because we were earlier, and there and it was suitable for twelve. You've plus. got a few more cop jokes, I suspect this, this time. This year, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, I love that sounds so naff, doesn't it? But there are a few. They're they they're cleverer than just your average cop joke. Right, just, <laughs> just like being thirty, just own it. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with cock jokes in context of in a good show. Everybody likes doing. them. Yes. It's fine. Believe me, I don't stand on stage for an hour. No. I just tell cock jokes. She doesn't. It's very. It's a very nuanced. <laughs> it's a very nuanced show. There's lots of different kinds of characters, and you know, we've. I think we've covered covered that element. <laughs> What 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 sort of attracts you to doing audience participation though? I mean, it's uh, it's a definitely a very much a choice. You've got a theatre background and you, you're an actor, mm. so you're used to having that wall. Yeah. And yet your comedy show, you're really breaking that Absolutely. wall as many times as possible. I like that in comedy when I go and watch it, as long as it's not naff audience participation. I suppose the king of audience participation is Adam Richards, and I uh, I was lucky enough that with the very first sketch show, the eight people who wrote that, he came on board and he helped a little bit with that during that time. So I was working on one of his shows, he sort of came around and he just, he was very helpful, he gave a bit of direction. I think it was watching his shows progress over the years, I've watched pretty much every one he's done, and they all had audience participation. And I'm a huge fan of his, I think his work is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I was thrilled to bits that he won the Comedy Award last year, <laughs> that was so well deserved, and it's been a long time coming, and yeah, good on him. So I think that's my sense of humour, what he does. I don't try and emulate that or be a female Adam Richards. In no way am I like that. I'm very, very different in what I do. Yeah. But there are elements of what he does that I do like. <laughs> I'm not just thieving, Adam. I'm not. I'm not thieving of you. But I do like audience participation. And again, I think it's very fashionable at the moment. Without you realising, as you're writing, I think you're influenced by what's going on, what yeah. shows you see yeah. in you start coming up with things and it started with I have a dog character we were just discussing that set actually and that always was in my mind that I would use someone in that set and then I think the rest of it just kind of developed yeah. I, lo I love sets. that character and that's a really funny idea as well oh, uh, the, the, the way that the audience is participated with in that scene try not to spoil it um, <laughs> that was uh, an early creation she was one of the ones that came into just pops into your head you kind of go oh that's could be funny. Yeah, um, no, that worked. That worked. That worked. That and there's also a feeling that you are uh, asking an audience to watch you for an hour, just you. And I think it's quite nice to get other people on stage, take the focus off a little bit, and allow them to be a hero on stage. Yeah. Or it's giving them a story, isn't yeah, it? When they absolutely. when they leave, they've got a story that yes. wasn't just I went to see this show, but it's I and went to this show and so and so happened to me, happened, or yeah. so and so happened to somebody else, and you know totally. whatever. You know, it's really nice. And it, it will be different every time, and that's another reason I love. I will love doing. You know, Chekhov or, or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever show I might do when I'm straight acting. And that's fabulous, it's a very different experience. When I do comedy, I have the chance to change the show every day. Yeah. And you really, you can, you can say whatever you want, but if you put audience involvement in, it really does change it. Yeah. And it keeps you sparky and, you know, a little bit buzzy, and it gives you that adrenaline that kind of goes, oh yeah, this could be different today, and let's see how far we can... 
And you're just at the start now as well. You've Absolutely. got like all of these shows so to come. Many more. And I'm excited by yeah, it. So I, I would be. Yeah. And I think that gives that gives you that element of every day you don't know how it will go. And, and like, like it's that. just finding the sh- and like I think finding the show by the end, like you sort of mm. you, you sort of find new bits in it or new things every that day. you didn't realise were there. There are gags that come out that will only happen that one show and you kinda of think, Oh I wish I could repeat that, but you can't and then the next show there'll be something else yeah. that wasn't picked out the day before but suddenly it becomes the funniest bit in the show. It's, yeah, and I I like that. That's and so therefore talking to the audience and allowing them to have a voice and using them means the show can change. If you didn't and just kept the fourth wall there, then it's just you and it just yeah, reciting absolutely. lines. Absolutely, I think I think that's the right the right move as well. I, mm. I agree. Yeah. What's next on your list? Well, loads of things are on my list. We're not going to cover them all. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. well prepared with your list. I am. Yeah. Well, you know, Google's Google's a useful tool. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, Google's a painful tool as well. Well, that's probably true, and that's and that's certainly happened to me before when I've, I've Googled someone and said this thing, blah blah blah, and they've been like, no, 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 that's not that's not me. But you are, I believe. I mean, and I think you can tell as well when you do your human tuning fork routine. You are uh, a singer, yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. A, a, yeah. And you're. You went to the Italia Conti Academy of Theatre, yeah? I did, eh? Hey. Oh, look at that. Hey, done his research. <laughs> I did. I went to drama school. I did the yeah. whole... Uh, I did the proper... <clears throat> just sounds awful, the proper route. There's no proper route, really, into acting. But I went straight from A-levels and did a degree at drama school. Yeah. So I was very young, but I knew... I knew from a very early age I wanted to do performing because I loved it. And I always wanted to go to drama school and have a have that proper training, that craft. You read all your How to Be an Actor books and, yeah. and read about, you know, Judy Dench walking out Rada and stuff and I didn't quite make it into Rada, Dave. Oh, it's, a well. bit, it's a bit of a moment for me, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's not detract, detract from that. Um, and so, so I loved it. I did three years and it was acting and it was a bit of singing, but it was mainly acting. Italia Conti is known for its more musical theatre style, yeah. um, but this is a very small school that's very separate to that. And, okay. and it was a lovely, lovely... Three years of, of great friends, great tutors, and actually the tutor I had who did my vocal coaching is definitely in my character, the vocal <laughs> coach. So I think I there's always a homage to her as well. I know I, I play this monster almost, but she wasn't a monster, the woman who taught me at drama school. She was a genius. And I think there's an element of that sort of homage to her. So I had a, a really good time. I loved it. And I came out at 21 fresh faced and ready to, you know, go yeah. into the acting world. And, and I did lots of bits and bobs and, you know, it's still going. And then I found comedy when I was 25. Been two years of solo stuff and then bits and bobs before that, sketchy things over those few years. I mean, it's a, it's a great tool to have as a performer, the, being able to sing. It's not, and, and, you know, I, yeah. I, I do music and, I mean, I, I can't sing, but I, I not, in, not in the way that you can. You but do sing, though. I do sing, yeah. <laughs> I do sing. No, uh, you can hold a I, tune. Well. I can hold a tune, but I, there's elements with my... T- I mean, I was, in, I was in Cardiff and South Glamorgan Youth Choir. Oh, so I, I have sung, you know. And they've got I've beautiful sung 4A's Requiem in, in, the, oh. in, the, in, the, in the choir. But I never did training. I never did vocal mm. training. And you've got that. You sang... Um, oh, I can't speak French, so... Oh, je ne, je ne, I can't even either, but it's a... No, 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 je ne regrette rien. I can't even yeah, say Yeah, Edith Piaf. Edith Piaf. Je ne regrette rien. Yeah, I sing... I can At the end of the, this show. Yeah, at the end of my show, and I sing you, that. And what was good about it is that you, you know, you were singing it well. Oh. And then you were singing it well with jelly in your mouth. But, <laughs> but, 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 but that, 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 that adds, that's what makes it funny. If you okay. couldn't sing it, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's a really good tool to have in, in your toolkit, yeah. you know? The way I, I use really it, good. I use it and it has to be good. The yeah. way I use it, and that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah. Um, rather than making a joke about being a vocal coach, but you can't actually sing. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So that's not where the comedy comes from. I like it coming from a different place. And yeah, it's place good. It surprises you more. Yeah, because the comedy of that character isn't that she co- that she's a vocal coach, but who who can't sing. It's, it's it's more to do with mm-hmm. the fact that she's a like maybe I don't know an unhappy or inadequate in exactly. human being. I'm not sure which. Yeah, I, I really think <laughs> she's both, both unhappy and inadequate. She's a lot. She's a, <laughs> and she's almost. It's, it's, I gotta think she's a woman who is who hasn't achieved her dream. 
and we can all all relate to yeah, that whether yeah. you're still striving to achieve your, yeah. achieve your dream but she really hasn't and some days I play her and I think oh god am I going to be this in 20 <laughs> years time am I actually going to turn into this character <laughs> yeah that's always the fear isn't it I guess <laughs> absolutely but I do love to sing I'm not too much of a jazz hands you know I'm actually not that massive of a fan of musicals right but I do I do love song and possibly more classical music mm, actually I think that's so, what's that's what's coming out in your in your, in your yeah, comedy your, your American musical sort of sound it's more classical yeah for sure for sure why performance you know you were doing it from a young age but what got you about it God, like when you know if I could just if I knew that I would it's cut hard, that bit it? out of me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then go and do a job which was more stable <laughs> I know exactly or find a cure I'll tell you what I know exactly what you mean <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know Oh, my mum did amateur operatics and she was she did a show whilst I was heavily in the womb. So I blame her. So <laughs> I you, blame you, her. you got the bug when you were in utero. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I blame her for taking me on stage while still in, in the sack, the embryon. <laughs> but do you have like an early moment when you when you kind of went, hang on, this is where I fit in. It's probably a it's probably really lame moment. So I remember watching Grease the musical and going, I want to do that, but kind of already knowing in my gut that I would never do that. I would end up doing different things. Yeah. But I think every child probably starts watching more mainstream things. Yeah, and there's something about it. There's there's a, mm. there's just a, a thing in within it. It's like the seed inside what you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's funny. I think like if I think like what. There's a, I guess there's a couple of things I, I always go back to, but I think the, the moment when I realised I wanted to be on stage is different from when, the moment when I decided I loved theatre. But the, yeah. the moment when I decided I wanted to be on stage is when I got cast as the the villain in the year six pantomime of all things. Well, I don't like pantomime. That's a brilliant part. Yeah, it was. Well, it was like King. It was like the bad Baron or something. King Rat. Or no, something. it was. It was the bad the bad Baron who was in charge of the King Rat or something. Nice. I let, let him out. Maybe or maybe it was King Rat. I don't know. But all I all I remember is I was the bad guy, and. Tragically, I had to sing Do You Want to Be in My Gang, which has got very different connotations these days, hasn't That's it? Great. I think I even suggested that. I remember making a suggestion <laughs> to the director that we used that, that track. Um, and oh, he said yes. Well, I guess the, the thing, what you're saying about there is an element of arrogance or whatever, it was, it was definitely doing that and then everybody saying, you were really good at the end. <laughs> and, that, and that's when I was like, wow, this is what it feels yeah, like to have people tell me that sell. I'm really good. Yeah. You know, maybe that says something about my childhood in a different way, but oh, you know. No. Oh, dang, that's tragic. Oh. No, no, I, no, I was told I was good. I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not claiming that, that that didn't happen. But no, but that moment, you remember the first experience of... It's probably bits and bobs like that. I remember making an Easter hat for, for Easter day <laughs> in primary school and people going, wow, that's a really good hat. Yeah, it's that feedback, isn't it? I think it was the feedback on my hat. Yeah, man, I can wear a costume well. So I'm sure that being some kind of seven-year-old and, and something strikes a chord, but... And then you're always searching. That's what they say about a lot of stand-up comedians or say, you know, if you have a good first set, then you're cursed because you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, uh, you'll get the bug and you'll always want to do it. But the next gig you do will be terrible and then you'll always be chasing it. So, I mean, I think that's it definitely is yeah. a thing. If you, if, you, if you do well, then you're always going to be after it I think I think yeah I'm sure it is <laughs> just like it is, a, it is a drug it's addictive and, yeah but I suppose you just I strive to make sure that people leave the show having had a good time yeah. and regardless of how I felt during it I just want yeah, the audience to go away going, yeah, that's good. I didn't waste an hour of my life. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, sh sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. that's the most important thing, I think. Well, I de well absolutely. If I'd have stuck with the same emotional range of, 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 of what I wanted out of things that I had in year six, I'd really be a, a messed up adult now. So I'm glad that I've moved on yeah, from that. I wanted to be in the Navy. <laughs> I'm sure I wanted to be... Train. You know, when you just want to be weird things. Like, I just want to be a train. Or I want to be this. And... You wanted to be a train? Yeah, but I think that was from watching a... There was a theatre company that came in and did Thomas the Tank Engine. So I just want to be that train. I want to be that train. That's brilliant. Because Thomas has a goal. It's so easy. He just needs to get some A to B. It's <coughs> a great thing to be. Well, yeah. Simple yeah. life. Come on. No, I, 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 I can relate to that idea, yeah. So there's, there's so many random things as a child as you're growing up and during adolescence that you want to be. But so many of us don't really ever get to do that. And yeah. I suppose at the moment, 
I should count myself quite lucky that I do get to do what I, what I kind of want yeah because you're because you're kind of getting you you know you're you're not like like I'm I've got a day job and I'm I do my art art stuff outside it mm. but you know you're you're at the moment just I I imagine I'm just gonna, I, I could say just about, but that's presuming. But you're making a living, and I assume it's a hard living to make, but it's a fun oh, one to I make. I think we all kind of, we, any freelance job, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're having think, your highs and lows. Yeah. But I think like acting and, and stuff like that, it is always a, like, it always, you, you know, it's great when you're doing it, but you never know when the next gig's coming. You know, that's, yeah, and I, like I think that's relatable. Work. Yeah, I guess yeah. that is like all contract. But work. I'm, and I think because I've, that's all I've known, I'm quite chilled with it my, um, then again my, my friends probably wouldn't agree I'd tear my hair out at the end of the contract but I think you're used to it and you're used to flitting from one bit to the next and yeah. and and that's what's quite good about the comedy in that you're gigging here one night you're gigging there the next night you're doing one character this here and another character there and, and I think I quite like having that chameleon type sort of feeling not just in my character comedy but also my life really I'm yeah. doing different things all the time it makes it interesting. I think if I carry on this lifestyle, I won't make it to 40. <laughs> so I do have to maybe do some considerate rethinking. But, um, but I do love it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and you're doing well. I mean, you know, you were the funny woman finalist in the finals, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And last year. I mean, what was that like? Sort of, did oh, that change? Like, did you great. get the more? It was a really good experience. So yeah, that was 2010. And the last year I did Funny's Funny. And right, I was lucky right. enough to make that one as well. So I was really lucky that in the space of a year I made two finals. And and they were both lovely experiences and I met some brilliant acts, people who I'd either known before from the circuit or not. Yeah. And yes, you know, that's the the bonus of a competition that yes, it does help your profile. It does get you possibly onto the radar of the comedy scene within a certain level, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. And so it's very helpful and and it's been a great thing to spur me on to do my full shows. I think sometimes competitions are good to give you that confidence maybe or yeah. without putting too much, uh, bestowing too much on them. But but they are, they're a necessary evil. I yeah, think. I was going to say, because there's mm. the other side of competitions, isn't there, where you're, you're in competition, literally, with other people and that's, that's not nice, you know. Mm, you over know. a subjective subject, so it's it's not ideal. I do, I do agree, but I think I, I did them when I was fairly green in the comedy world, and I think that's probably quite a good time yeah. to do them yeah. when you don't really know much else. Um, and then, yeah, it's spurred me on, and now now I, I know the highs and lows <laughs> very very much. So, so but they were, I I'm very grateful to them. They were good good experience. Have you managed to be freelance? Since twenty one or not or have you did you have yeah you have yeah, have you freelance yeah I mean, wow I do do other jobs as well yeah but um but they're all freelance jobs so I I just live kind of day to day so you occasionally yeah. get temping jobs or whatever to oh, pay for oh, to pay God, to yeah. pay for the lifestyle hell yeah I'm temping yeah, I'm but, queen of temping yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have done one of my wonderful jobs I do is I dress as a Victorian teacher. And I work in the Ragged School Museum in Mile End in London. And that's where I met oh, Chris. Cool. Chris Benning, my co-writer. He's He works there. And I dress up and scream at small children, basically. I that's can, my job. I can I can actually picture you doing that. <laughs> you can, with yeah, a cane in my hand. I can see how that works. Full Victorian dress. And it's wonderful because it's, it's primary school. So, And again, every time you do it, you do an hour session with them. And you take them through what it might have been like to come to school in that very building. Cause it's mm. a wonderful building. that used to be a school in... The 1880s and then so you get the kids in you terrify the life out of them you you threaten them with the cane and <laughs> it's great fun and again it, if you could equate it in any way to do comedy every session is different the kids will say different things they'll react to it in different ways and i love it i love when kids play up to it and and they they're the, the best audience which says a stereotype but it's true they will tell you there and there oh yeah for sure what they think I, I work with kids under five and they will, and, and yeah. if they don't like it they will tell me and yeah. if they do like it they will tell me and there's no filter and that's great it's lovely like adults they're polite mm. and they're also reserved yeah like they don't want to they don't want to be too enthusiastic and they don't want to be too critical yeah. and and as a and performer you want both you want them to be critical if they, if they need to be critical yeah. you it's not easy, but you want to hear it, oh, and yeah. and and if they if they love it, you also want to hear that, you know. And mm. and I think we sort of switch something off as we get older. Oh, absolutely, and I think that's what's lovely about doing the job yeah. when you're a performer is that you can unswitch that. 
And, yeah. And that's yeah. what my whole show I like is just it's just a play and mess around. So I've another vomit moment there. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you're spotting the vomit moment. So I, I try <laughs> oh, to do that spot, spot myself, but I'm not. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing it very well for this one. I think. It's, so what's your background like? Like where do you, where do you come from to this point? I come from a very sort of typical town, Bishop Stortford, lovely town. Bishop Stortford. That's Bishop on the line that I travel to work on. I think. Oh, is yeah, it? I think, yeah, I get that from Stratford to. It's yes, going to Bishop Stortford, and I get off at Enfield Lock. It's there a you good go. community. If you want to stalk me, that's how. <laughs> you can find David and Phil Lock every Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> so yeah, I just I grew up there, and and I did just you know, year average. Went to school, went to secondary school, did lots of performing, did amateur operatics, and you know uh, just lived there and had two. And I've just got two incredibly supportive parents who, yeah. from day one, I think the very first day I said to them when I was young, I said when I was young oh, not anymore but when I was really young I said to them um, I want to be an actor I think one of them just laughed and went ah, oh well we'll see and then I said it probably a day or two later I said no I, I, I think I really want to be an actor and they just both went okay then fine right and as if like well you said it twice now you must mean it and then yeah. that was it and there was never any questioning how old were you then do you know um Oh, it's really lame, isn't it? I think I was probably 13. Yeah. I wasn't, like, two. Some people always say, oh, I knew when I was no, three. No, but I think 13's an age to believe someone. Yeah. Whereas if it was two, you'd be like, mm, if really? they believed you and then, they, they, you, you know, then they'd have pushed it, then it would have been... <laughs> oh, I, mean? I could have, have been, been doing those kind of things. child beauty pageants. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> That's a horrific idea. Yeah, horrific. Oh, my goodness. Just like little devil children. I've just got a lot of support around me, and I think... You don't have to have that, but with the way I've come into this, it's, that's been a huge help. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Um, yeah, it doesn't at all. So my family and I think my sense of humour has very much come from my brothers. I've got two older brothers and they're very dark and <laughs> <laughs> quite sort of a, a sort of surreal sense of humour. And I think I got a lot from that. Um, so yeah, I suppose like that. It sounds like anyone's story, isn't it? I've got no. I didn't get bullied. Well, I don't think I didn't that's, lose a limb. But, but it doesn't sound like my. <laughs> doesn't sound like my story because I did get bullied. Oh um, God, Dave! <laughs> Blimey, that's yeah, awful. That's, well, it's just like anyone's story. <laughs> <laughs> and we all got bullied, yeah. Yeah, God. I mean, like that's how it is. It's like whatever your 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 like your background is feels normal, you know. Mm. But actually, everybody. Something I learned from doing this show is everybody actually is different. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's something I always have to watch because my natural instinct on on the show and in life is to to sort of try and find us all as the same and say, oh yes, you yeah. know, and find similarities. But actually. One of the things I'm trying to do is to learn to to notice difference. Actually, mm. like, oh, that's different. Or that's like you know, not everybody had two older brothers and uh, like the kind of sense of humour, and they, not everybody had that conversation with your with, you know, your parents. <laughs> you know, those are those are yours, yeah, and they're unique, yeah. and they're and they're interesting because mm. everybody the difference of other people's stories are just as interesting as the similarities. Like that's what we like that's what they go to the theatre for. That's what people want to see. Absolutely, want to see moments they identify with and moments that seem strange to them. Yes, and they yeah. get that in your show. Which is a nice little segue, because we're, we're about the point in the episode where I ask people, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? And so, obviously... <laughs> Absolutely, Dave. Um, yeah, obviously we've talked a lot about it already, but I, I would love, if anyone's out there and they're listening, um, and they would like to come and see some character comedies. So if character comedy is your thing, where a, one person plays lots of different characters and you take the costume out of the suitcase and you just flick from one character to the next. It's quite a traditional sort of format, but I'd like to think my characters are a bit against the norm at times. So They're modern. Yeah, yeah. good, they're a modern take. So it's called Thea Scott's Misadventures, and Thea Scott being me. It's not a theme of adventure through the show, but the idea is that it's almost like you're going on an adventure through my mind of characters yeah. and you get to see what's just in my head really and what's coming out of this suitcase and there's eight different people who are ready to meet you and and it's a very simple format we've got last year I had a storyline and it was very much a linear show you had to watch it from beginning to end to get it whereas this year you could just dip in probably yeah, you could pick any of them out and that's why it them. works in stand-up tragedy out of context absolutely um, and i think that's a really valuable thing to have in your toolkit for if you want to do similar yeah. sort of things you can just go oh absolutely. i can do a five minute from this and i can do a you mm -hmm. know you know that's really good it's m-i-s-s -S gap 
adventure, isn't it? It is, yeah. absolutely. So, oh, yeah, I love a pun. Clear. I love a pun. It's a good in a, one. In a title. It's a good one. <laughs> I just wanted to make it make make it clear for anyone who is using my favourite uh, research tool of the uh, Google. Choice. Lovely. <laughs> and so, where is it on? It is at the Just the Tonic Caves on Cowgate in Edinburgh. So, yep. if you're up at the festival, we are on Cowgate. So there's a giant cow outside, so you can't miss it. And I am there from now, we are the 3rd today, 3rd yep. of August, and I'm there right through to the 26th of August. Wow. We have one day off on the 14th. The full festival. The full festival. Yeah, and it's so. 3.40 for an hour every day. I think I've just said the time already, but still. Um, Never just hurts reiterate to say it that. Never hurts, yeah, in Absolutely. the afternoon. Come find us. And the tickets, oh, they're cheap as chips, love. Because uh, <laughs> we like to keep it low so that people can afford it, students. And... Yeah, and it's in the caves, which I, I think yeah. is a nice venue. I, I've, I've seen a few really like excellent things that I've really enjoyed in the caves, and they're kind of an interesting. Yeah. They're an interesting venue. Yeah, you're in an even more interesting part of the caves, aren't you? Because you're upstairs. We are. We're in the, the kind of the like... smallest nook away. From, yeah, you have to walk up a few stairs. Past. Yes, you really have to go all the way upstairs. Right. I ran to you. Like, I had to run oh, to your show because I was running late, goodness. and then I sort of got there, and then the, the ticket ticket office was took ages and then then i was like <gasps> but by the time i was like going up those stairs i was like oh my goodness i've run all the way here and now i'm running up these stairs i didn't miss very much but i think no i don't think so you noticed me coming in which i was like oh no <laughs> but, uh, you know i'm not for some reason they've left a health and safety light on the back of the cave yeah i was i was in light all the time <laughs> you were lit it i know was, there were two stages that was you were yeah, on i was like yeah, why isn't everyone looking at me <laughs> <laughs> oh marvelous but so, yeah. yeah it's got a lovely atmosphere and it's less damp than it was last oh yeah, that's, that must be the advantage of being up there. Upstairs, yeah. you're not yeah. in a damp, too damp an atmosphere. It's actually quite comfortable. Because the caves are yeah. great to go to as an audience member, but I imagine as a performer, you, 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 in the actual deep dank ones, you get a bit. But that's what's exciting day. about it as an audience it's member. Oh, but uh, but as a performer, theatrical. it's like every day for 26 days or whatever that's like. <laughs> it can't be a bit, uh, can't be much. But I, I do love them. I've got a soft spot for them. And so I... And that's why we're back again this year. And are you are you taking the show on to anywhere else after Edinburgh? Are you not I'm, even thinking about that? I'm far not thinking ahead? too far ahead, but I Reasonable. would like I would like to maybe bring it back to London. Just see, we'll see how we go. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it goes, and then we'll make some decisions cool. after that. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, the last thing that I ask people to do is to <laughs> say goodbye to the audience. Oh, thank you so much, for your ears. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. I like that. Goodbye. <laughs> find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at UBA Podcast you can find it on Facebook it's Getting Better Acquainted have a search on Facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app that you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted